What's going on, folks? Back at it again with a Memorial Day uh, iteration of the 20th and Blake podcast, part of Mile High Sports. Just want to say um, it's been voiced over and over again, voiced multiple times at the game. But thanks to all the troops that have, uh, you know, sacrificed for the country, sacrificed for people to be free to go watch baseball, for me to sit around and, you know, have the freedom to write and have people read my words and do podcasts. Um, thanks to everyone out there that has, you know, sacrificed so much, uh, much more than, you know, people like me ever have people that haven't been in the military. Good. You know, it's just, just really thankful for the type of people that, uh, have helped the country and to give thanks. The Rockies had another walk-off. Um, that's three in the last four games. Um, did it twice against Baltimore and started off that Arizona series and, Today's was huge. Um, Bud Black talked about it in the post game about going against a pitcher like Zach Granke. Um, very, very intense pitcher. Very good pitcher. Um, one four five ERA, I believe, um, in his last, I want to say, eight starts coming into this one. Um, and by no means did they, you know, batter, you know, batter Zach Granke. He, uh, you know, just gives up the one run over six innings. Um, no, nothing crazy to write home about as far as the offense against him, but the offense against the bullpen, much like the last series against the Diamondbacks, um, just a great series. And the main contributor in that, you know, in that manner, getting them back into the game was Nolan Arenado. Um, recorded his seventh straight multi-hit game today. Um, that's a career record for him. He's just extending it. He said it yesterday. Um, and that's the first time since Larry Walker in 2002 that anyone's been able to have a multiple, multiple hit streak. Um, this is, it's so hard to say this multiple games with multiple hits, uh, just that way. Um, best streak since Galarraga did it in 93, I believe. Um, just a great streak. Galarraga had eight, uh, the big cat, um, had eight back in the day, um, He's got all kinds of Rockies records, uh, leads him in all-time single-season RBI. Um, he's, I mean, being mentioned in the same name as, or in the same breath as him as far as a hitter in Rockies history, um, just great. Um, as far as um, Charlie Blackman goes on the 10-day IL before the game, um, it's not said that he'll have to deal with anything beyond that 10 days, uh, but just, you know, they were using up a roster spot to keep, you know, Blackman on the team. Um, and he just wasn't looking like he was going to play within the next couple days. So they decided to just shut it down, uh, give him a couple extra days of rest, but they're thinking he'll be back at the end of that 10 day stint. He probably won't need rehab games, anything like that. I wouldn't think. Um, so it's not great news, but could have been a lot worse. I mean, if you look at a guy like Josh Donaldson, the type of, you know, downfall he's had since he had his calf strains, um, for them to avoid a calf strain to that magnitude is, is a plus. I mean, it's in his right calf. Um, I, they're calling it a calf strain. Um, my assumption is it's not a very bad strain at all. Um, considering how long he's going to be out. Like I said, Donaldson had a calf strain, uh, last year that kept him out for pretty much the entire year dealt with calf injuries the year before um so it doesn't look like they're dealing with the situation like that right now um and trevor story also got the day off didn't completely get the day off came into pinch hit um but was given most of the day off brendan rogers slid over to short 
Um, that's another thing. Bud Black said, you know, it gives us a lot of versatility to have Brendan Rodgers. That by no means is to say that this is going to be more often. Um, he still wants Nolan. He still wants Trevor in the lineup as much as possible. Um, but it gives them an opportunity to give him a day of rest and maybe a little more frequently throughout the season. Um, not a huge change by any means. Talk to Trevor. He wanted to be out there today. Um, but he knew the rest day was good. He knew he needed a rest day. Um, it had nothing to do with the over five with five K's, uh, yesterday. Um, it was a scheduled day off according to them. Who's to know, you know, if maybe that did have a little effect on it, if not perfect timing, um, as far as that goes. Um, so, you know, he comes in, works a walk. Um, great to see after he had those strikeouts. Um, it looked like a lot of times he was really struggling with the slider um, against Hess uh, for the Orioles. Talked to him. He said it was more of the fastball, the fastball with a lot of life. I think that threw him off a little bit for the slider. Um, so the fastball did a little more damage. Um, he didn't have to face Granky. Granky, as you know, everyone knows, great breaking ball. Didn't have to face him, but did face, but did have to face quite a few sliders from. Um, the Diamondbacks reliever can't remember off the top of my name is head. I know dumb of me to not know that, but uh, he threw him a lot of sliders. I know it was a right on right matchup, threw him a lot of sliders. And I was pretty impressed with the fact that he didn't swing um, at the sliders out of the zone, works a walk, steals second. He did get stranded. Um, Ryan McMahon got stranded in the subsequent inning. Um, he, he was leaning a little bit, uh, started to go, but he was, he hesitated and, you know, in baseball, when you hesitate, you get out. That's just kind of how it works. Either you got to go right away or not go at all. Um, he ended up going. Um, didn't get to talk to him after the game. He was in and out pretty quick. Not not a great game for Ryan. Um, definitely not up to his standards. Um, as far as, you know, him just wanting to always be a contributor. And he goes 0 for 3. Um, he did have two walks. Um, but I know he wanted to get a hit. And he wanted to score that winning run. Um, he doesn't even have to say it. You know he wanted it. Um, Daniel Murphy lately kind of, this is a little sidetrack goes one for four today, but lately he is looking like the old Daniel Murphy. Um, and the biggest thing I noticed in that Pittsburgh series, when he started to turn it on, he's pulling the ball again. Um, when hitters are pulling the ball, usually their timing is pretty good. Um, there's guys like Nolan, you know, guys like the Mike Trouts that will use the whole field. Um, but most hitters prefer to pull the ball and Murphy just wasn't doing it. He was late, late, late. And against Pittsburgh, he really started to figure out and it carried over. Um, and now he's looking like the threat they need him to be. He's moved up in the lineup since he's really started to get his groove. Um, so they really need him to contribute, especially with Blackman out now. Uh, they really need the production that he can provide and see him kind of turn it on. Um, I've talked about his underlying numbers. He was expected to break out of it at some point, didn't have many plate appearances and he was getting unlucky. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that for a hitter. Um, so he was able to turn it around, able to start putting some of those balls in play. Um, so very, very good sign for the Rockies to see him finally, you know, start to put it together a little bit and to see Tony Walters can continue his role. Um, hits that walk off last night against the Orioles to salvage another win in that series. If they would have lost that series to the Orioles, that is very bad news. The fact that they were able to pull that out, um, huge for him, gets that sack fly to left, 
Um, he said he was just looking to put the ball in the air, and that's exactly what he did. Got a pitch up in the zone, um, was able to walk it off. Unfortunately for uh, Ryan Spielborgs, he got the the brunt of the Gatorade uh, shower, but Tony Walters was just delighted to be able to come through for his team. Um, he's been great all year for them. They've needed every bit of it too. I mean, finally getting production from their catching spot has just been huge for the entire team. I mean, he's hitting 296 on the year um, in 115 at-bats. He's just been huge for them, especially because Chris Iannetta has struggled a little bit. Um, he's getting a little older, you know. It's He's still a great veteran presence for a guy like Kyle Freeland, um, but he just hasn't contributed as much at the plate anymore. Um, so they've really needed, they've really needed that production. And that brings me to Ian Desmond, Ian Desmond. He said it in his post game. It was, it, it kind of brought a lot more humanity to the situation. He said, I think that might be the first time that the Rockies fans have cheered for me at home. Um, you know, when so when a player says that, you know, everyone's human. They're, he's getting booed constantly at home. Totally understand it. I mean, the contract's an albatross, which isn't his fault. The contract's not his fault. His production has lacked, you know, he, he had to deal with some off-the-field stuff as far as his preparation um, that I think really held him back in past years. Talking to him this year, now that he's able to actually, you know, put together the training regimen that he's wanted to um that averages up to 232 he gets that double to <clears throat> to uh set Rymel Tapia up for the walk-off look like it might have been over the wall it's very debatable um throughout the entire press box throughout the entire uh post game among the reporters everyone's talking about it who knows um one person said oh definitely a home run uh, more pe- other people said definitely a double myself. I thought it was a double thought it bounced on the yellow line. Um, you can't turn it over if it bounced on the yellow line. Um, but obviously there's always going to be a debate. The fans, the fans clearly thought that it was, you know, a home run, lots of boos, um, not for Ian Desmond before the call. Um, but they cheered for him and you could tell it really meant something to him to finally have a little bit of support. Um, fans, you know, I totally understand it. Um, growing up my entire life, um, I was always one of those diehard fans. You know, you hate the guy who's not doing well. You love the guy who is doing well and it can switch on a dime. Um, but I think that fans need to realize that Ian Desmond works just as hard and he's a huge leader in that clubhouse for everyone. Um, Trevor story has, you know, remarked about it multiple times. Ryan McMahon, they all look up to him and he gives so much guidance, um, just a great person off the field as well. Um, so the production on the field is one thing. It's easy to critique that. Um, but I think in the future, he sh- he'll probably receive a lot more cheers because he's really starting to turn it around. All the other underlying numbers say it's going to get better. Um, so it was nice to see him finally able to, you know, come through and really show the fans that, you know, I'm, I am trying and this isn't, you know, it's not a joke to him. He, He's not just sitting on his laurels, sitting on that contract and letting everything pass him by. Um, he's really trying to put everything together. And I th- I think what he what he said was, it was one of those things that kind of strikes you and you don't really think about it much. Um, but good for him to finally have that. And that concluded their third walk-off in four games. Like I said, second straight game. Um, and it's the first time that the Rockies have won via walk-off in two consecutive games since last year against the Dodgers. Um, first time in multiple years that they've been able to 
put a streak together like this on a homestand. Um, the stat that follows that, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Three walk-off wins in their homestand, most in a single homestand in franchise history, at least tied for it. Um, last time they did it was 2011 um, in a nine-gamer. So they have a 10-gamer right now. Um, they are four games into it now, so maybe they'll set the record. Who knows? I mean, the way their starting pitching has been performing, um, it really lends itself to late-inning heroics because they're not usually going to carry a huge lead um, throughout the game, but they won't have to face Luke Weaver. They will have to face Robbie Ray on this trip, um, but also get to face you know a guy like Kelly um, that they, I think they could really take advantage of. And I think they, you know, I think the mindset in the clubhouse is they've been grinding all year, early in the year. Um, you know, it was a grind for them and they, they were really struggling with the losses. Uh, Nolan, you know, Charlie, Trevor, Ian, everyone just struggling so much with the losses. And now that they're finally starting to put the wins together, they're thinking, this is the team we are. We weren't that team that struggled. They knew they weren't that team. And, I mean, I think most people knew that they weren't that team. Um, where their ceiling is this year, who really knows with that starting pitching staff. Um, but I think that overall, they've been able to really put it together in these last few games. They've been resilient. They've gone down, um, come back multiple times. Um, so it's been it's been great for them. Dahl finally ended a home run drought today. Um, he had gone... It was, you know, it was something like back to May 2nd, I believe. He hadn't hit a home run since then. Um, his extra base hits have really, you know, not been quite what they've wanted out of him lately. Um, and, you know, I think his his power's still there. He's barreling the ball up, you know, more than any point in his career. The power's going to start to come. Um, and that's going to be another game changer for the offense. The offense is, the offense is going to be good this year. Uh, Murphy's going to start putting it together even more. Uh, Blackman will come back. Tapia has been a resurgence this year. He hits the hits the walk off today. He's been struggling a little bit lately, but the team has full confidence in him. He's going to be playing a lot the rest of the year. Um, they got Brendan Rodgers up recently, and I think that's really given them a boost of energy from what I've seen in the clubhouse. Um, they are so happy about him being up. Everyone's been waiting. I mean, the players wait just like the fans. Obviously, they're about who's in the clubhouse currently, but they know who's on the farm. They've played with him in spring training. They 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 wanted him up. They've had him around the clubhouse. Um, he's talked about it too, being able to be with the guys around you know, spring training. Um, and they were finally able to bring him up. Looks like a long-term thing. I mean, they didn't really... It wasn't really one of those situations where they had to throw someone on the, you know, on the injured list to bring him up. I mean, when Charlie Blackman comes back, Jonathan Dazzle will probably head back to AAA. And Brendan Rodgers is here for the foreseeable future. I don't think that they planned on bringing him up if they weren't going to keep him in the lineup. And in the, in, the, in the clubhouse more specifically, obviously him and McMahon are going to alternate a little bit. Um, and I think it's good. The righty-lefty, they'll be able to play to the matchup a little more. Um, Brendan's been great. Ryan's been scuffling a little, but he's, 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 he's really going to put it together at some point. I mean, he showed it in spring training. He showed it in spurts lately. Um, he's, he's, he's a great hitter, um, from the left side of the plate. They're both going to be towards the end of the lineup. I don't see them jumping too much. Um, the top of the lineup's pretty set. Obviously when Blackman comes back, Tapia is not going to be at that leadoff spot. 
Um, but the rest of the lineup is, you know, pretty set in stone. Nolan's going to be 3-4. Uh, Trevor's going to be 2-5. to five. Uh, Murphy's probably going to be 2-5 to five most games. Dahl's probably going to be 2-6 two, two, um, at the lowest. They kind of have the top of the lineup figured out. But having guys like McMahon, having guys like Rodgers, Ian Desmond, Tony Walters producing at the bottom of the lineup is huge for them. Um, because it puts guys on base for a guy who can drive in runs like a Charlie Blackman. Um, and just having production up and down means they don't have to rely on one single person. Um, I talked to Ryan McMahon earlier in the year and he talked about, you know, most teams have one or two guys that can take a game over. They feel like they genuinely have nine guys that can on any given day, take over an entire game, get multiple hits, carry the, you know, carry the offensive load. Um, and that's huge for them to have, you know, that confidence, um, in their, in their entire roster. And, at the bottom of their roster was Jonathan Daza. Just gets called up. Uh, Charlie Blackman, like I said, went on the injured list with the calf. Jonathan Daza comes up. He was 0 for 11 in his first two stints with the club, but he gets that first hit today. Um, I'm sure that's a weight off his shoulders. I saw him in the clubhouse. Great relationship with the clubhouse, guys. I mean, he's chatting with Herman Marquez, Jairo Diaz, um, Antonio Sensatella. He's talking to all of them. I mean, he the, the guys in the clubhouse really do enjoy Jonathan Daza. So they were very happy to see him come back up. The coaching staff giving him hugs. Um, they There's so many good players on in this organization. Uh, the Jonathan Daza, Sam Hilliard, uh, Pat Vileka, Garrett Hampson, Ryan Castellani, um, Peter Lambert. I mean, there's so many good players that they have right on the edge. Even Colton Welker down in double-A. They have so many good players in the organization. So anytime they have an injury, they really do have good reinforcements now. Um, that's something they felt like they were kind of missing in past years. I mean, when injuries would happen, seemed like it really screwed them up. And even as early as the beginning of this year, injuries really, you know, with Jonathan Daza coming up, with Josh Fuentes coming up, um, and Pavaleka struggling, they, you know, they really weren't able to get production from the guys that they called up. Fuentes had a couple good at bats. Um, but I think they're now that they're getting these younger guys, some at bats, um, at the major league level, once they send them back down and then they come back up, the game is slowed. Um, Daza talked about how he kind of self-diagnosed the fact that, you know, everything was moving so fast for him and that's to be expected. I mean, no one's surprised by that. Um, so now that they came up again, he, he looks to have slowed the game down a little bit. Um, and that's great news for the Rockies, um, because he's a pretty good, you know, he's a pretty good presence in center field as well. He's a, he's a good defender. He's probably not going to be elite. Um, good defender. He led the Pacific coast league in batting average, um, hitting over three thirty. Um, so the man can hit, it's just adjusting to the major league level. Um, so looking forward, it looks like they're going to be very well off. Um, Senzatella on the bump tomorrow. Um, had a rough start in his last one against the Pirates. They really ate him up. Um, but he's had some really good starts for them this year. Um, so hopefully they can keep the momentum going. I know that I know that that's their hope in the clubhouse. Um, Chad Bettis should be available tomorrow again out of the pen. Um, which is good for a team that really sapped their bullpen a little bit today. Uh, Diaz pitched, Sungwon O pitched, Shaw pitched. Um, so they, you know, they they ate through the bullpen a little bit. But man, was Shaw amazing in that, you know, in that tenth inning. The triple gets allowed early. 
Um, Desmond, Desmond maybe should have caught that. Um, it, it was a tough catch. I mean, he ran a long way. Um, whether he should have caught it, should have not caught it. I think it's a matter of opinion. Um, having played outfield in high school, I know it's not the same level, but balls like that are extremely hard to catch. And I think anyone that's played outfield in their lifetime would tell you that balls like that are very difficult. Um, so we ended up dropping that, but then Shaw comes through. I mean, gets three grounders in a row to avoid any other trouble. Just huge. I mean, this team is finding their role. They're starting to, you know, grit out these really tough wins and, you know, it's showing up in the win column. They're getting closer and closer to 500. Um, and that's huge for them because that's something they've been shooting for ever since their early struggles. Um, so they win the first one against the Diamondbacks, two games away from 500, um, two games behind them or three games behind the Diamondbacks um, in the standings, I believe. I actually think it might be two. Um, it's always hard to keep track. Standings are changing so much. The win today got them a full game on the Diamondbacks, though. Um, so huge for them, especially since they've sat towards the bottom all year. Um, they'll really need to perform well the rest of this series. They have three left, um, and Antonio Senzatella is going to be tasked with that first. Um, so catch our next podcast. It should be coming out on Wednesday. Um, Anilo Piro will probably have that one. Keep checking on milehighsports.com. Got an article up about the injury to Blackman, all the details. Um, Anilo Piro just recently published a piece about Brendan Rogers and kind of his pursuit to be a top infielder for them, um, for the foreseeable future. Um, I will have a piece coming up about the separate units and how they kind of operate within the clubhouse as far as the rotation, the bullpen and the, and the batting order. Um, so be sure to keep checking on my high sports. Be sure to go take a look at the recap today. Um, you know, having rewritten it four times, I would really, you know, appreciate, you know, any type of viewership, any type of, uh, comments you guys want to leave about the podcast, about articles, be sure to be active on social media. We'll be active right back. Um, and be sure to just keep updated with the website and I'll talk to you next time, baseball fans.